uh, 20.2. I will start in 10 seconds. For sure. Let me turn up my phone. Against the Rubes podcast. All right, what's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode of Against the Ropes. Um, we have some uh, special guests here uh, joining us, right? We have some good friends here. Yeah, some good friends. Sports journalist and a good friend of mine is Mr. Daryl Wilson. What up, what welcome, up? Welcome, welcome. What up? Let me hit him with the clap. Let me hit him hey. with the clap. <laughs> <laughs> and the one and only Mr. Chalo Gonzalo. Hey, what's up, man? On the Wolf Pack. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. So we got here because it's a special episode. Um, something uh, we probably don't like to talk about, right? We had that Nipsey episode. Mm. And that was tough to that get through. Tough. And it uh, seems like we're back here again. Yeah. No, this, is, this one is tough. Um, man, we'll talk about how we heard the news, I guess, first. Um, I'll start with our story. Uh, we were in yeah. Vegas this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, having a good time, good time. Um, uh, coming back Sunday, we're on, we're barely getting on the road, right? Barely, barely getting on the barely road. Getting on the road. And I thought that the road back was gonna be the same way we went into Vegas. Four, four friends of ours, you know, you were with your girl. One yeah. of our good friends is just like roasting me the whole time there. We're just having a good time. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, we we had gone breakfast from Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're heading back, tired, cool. <clears throat> I had a beer on me. I was like, cool, I'm going to just take a chill on the way back. Yeah. And so I'm expecting, like, that's that same drive back. Like, okay, here we go again with our friend, like, about to roast me. <laughs> and so he's he is roasting me for a good a good 10 minutes in, no, into the, the road. The norm. The norm. And then he comes, and he's the one that gives us the news. Hey, guys, check this out. Like, and he shows us, like, Kobe, Kobe's dead. And I'm right there, I'm like, He's he's a jokester of the group, so I'm like, ah, this, nah, this is probably. You know what? I heard him say something about Kobe, but I didn't hear what it was. Uh-huh. And I just hear my brother who was driving. He just said no. Yeah. And then he just said no again, and I'm like, I heard Kobe, and my brother just looked serious. So I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to ask like mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. So I, I was like in denial too, as many people were. I didn't look at my phone for an hour. Yeah. I didn't want to know anything. Yeah. Us as. I'm sure Daryl, you saw it as journalists. We see t- like that the source is TNZ, so we're like, nah, we're gonna work for a more credible source. Like, this is probably like a mistake. That's what you wanted to believe. That's what I wanted to believe. Like, this is a mistake. Like, this isn't, you know. Yeah. And, and I, so it actually took a while for them to confirm <coughs> that the news was Kobe, right? Like, it was a cool minute where people were like, we're not sure. We know his mm. his plane went down. So there was still like maybe 15 minutes after the news broke that people were still like, you know, we're all on our phones. I know mm-hmm. I was I was hanging out at the house with my girl. And I think Christian sent a message to all of us. Mm-hmm. And then another yeah. friend, and my, my phone just starts getting blown up left and right, left and right. And I'm like, no way. My girl comes out in the living room. She's like, hey, did you hear the news? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I, I, I don't know. I, I can't believe it. And then somebody else was like, they, he might have not been in the, in the, in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for like the next 30 minutes, it was just suspense. Yeah. You know, the disbelief, mm-hmm. you know, doubt. Like I, everybody felt, you know. I think since that day, the vibe around L.A. has been very, like, just sad, you know, very quiet. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's 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 a really hard thing to like, have sink in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was doing during that time, you know. And oh. you were there, too. Uh, and we'll <clears throat> talk about it later. You were there Sunday, right? Yeah. Sunday night at Staples. But we, we can get into that yeah, a little we'll, we'll later. Yeah. It's like, I'm sad. I'm sad as hell right now. I'm just, like, just trying to put the words together. On exactly what happened, I was laying on the couch, damn near sleeping with my with my baby girl. You know, I got mm. a nine month old baby girl, yeah. mm. and um, my five year old boy, he's in the other room watching Lion King. And like normally, I'm watching TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But as far as a sports fan goes, sports journalist, like this was basically an off week. You know, mm-hmm. there weren't any major basketball games on at the time. There was some college basketball games. There was no football, mm-hmm. no football preview. You know, this is the off week from the Super Bowl, yeah. I get a phone call from my wife, you know? I'm like, oh, you know, no, be quiet, you know? The baby sleep, like, what do you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. she was like, did you hear that TMZ report? That mm-hmm. Kobe died in a helicopter crash. And she, like you said, TMZ, like, the way that media has transformed over the last few years, yeah. 
it's really like TMZ has become one of the most reliable sources mm -hmm. it has. now. Yeah. So if she now, used those words, yeah. TMZ and Kobe helicopter crash. Like I just hung up the phone on her, dude. Mm. <laughs> like I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like what or nothing. I just hung up the phone on her mm. and like my heart dropped, huh. opened up my <coughs> phone, check Twitter, see who else is talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And I saw all this different stuff going down my timeline, dude. I was like, Oh my God. Like I started crying like right then and there. Oh, wow. And I just grabbed my baby girl, just held her tighter. I was like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe this man. Mm -hmm. Because like I was talking to you about this before you start recording Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 10 months older than Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And basically it's like somebody that is very relatable to me. We're the same age. And when I graduated high school, he came out of high school the next year and my whole adulthood, you know, we basically traveled the same path. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Made the same young mix young mistakes. It's just hard, man. It yeah. was just, it's very hard. It's a very hard thing to deal with. You know, uh like people um compare this to like when Michael Jackson died mm -hmm. and those like this is like my thing. Like I've never ever felt like this since like Nipsey Hussle was the last person and mm -hmm. he was probably the first person as far as celebrities go mm -hmm. celebrities go Same. that like I felt like a deep feeling when they passed yeah. you know like this was just, this is awful man it's, it's gonna take a long time yeah to get over this one and one of the reasons I didn't want to keep looking at my phone was because it seemed like it was just getting worse and worse uh, like once i mean people threw rick fox oh yeah, his uh -huh. name in, in there and then <coughs> you start hearing about the family I, I remember one thing that i read was that the whole family was on the yeah. helicopter and you're just like what the hell and then they confirmed that it was his one of his daughters on the helicopter and it was just kind of getting worse and worse it was a whirlwind of news man and mm. just false reports that came out yeah. you know especially like the one you said about his whole entire family yeah was on there you know that was that was the absolute worst thing mm -hmm. you know and to me i think it would have hurt but just to know that his daughter was on there too mm -hmm. i think that's when it really hit like damn because you think about his family his wife his his other daughters and you lose two family members at the same time basically mm -hmm. the situation is very relatable in the sense that as a growing up as a as a public figure Growing up in our eyes, uh, his, you know, his work ethic, like if you can't relate to him as a basketball player or as a like the person he was in, in the community, like he's very relatable as a father. Do you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like how many times have you been in a situation as a dad? I'm a dad. I got kids, you know, like you don't want to go out anyway. You're, you're tired. You, know, right. you want to just stay home and relax. But, you know, your kids ask you for something and that strength comes out of nowhere, you know, and, you know. For someone to pass in this kind of situation like that, you know, it's like, I, I guess the the hardest part about it for me is that he was on the second part of his book. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He wrote such a beautiful story leading up to this moment, mm -hmm. and he was ready to write the second part. And I guess the part that hurts the most, we'll never know. You right. know, that's that's gonna stay empty. That's something that that we'll we'll never get to hear or listen or read. And you know that that to me personally is what hurts yeah. the most he died being a good dad man yeah yeah like that's you know if it comes down to it you know to keep it real like that's the reason he died is because he was being a good dad mm -hmm. you know he's flying a helicopter because he wanted to maximize every single minute of the day yeah. he didn't want to waste any time at all mm -hmm. you know he left his kids uh, he was at church that morning you know, and he called a he called a helicopter flight because he wanted to get to practice yeah. with his daughter. <clears throat> just being a good dad, like that's the reason why he died. Like that's not to say don't be a good dad. Like that's no. that's not that's not that's not what we're saying at all, man. But he was doing what he does best. You know, like you said, you know, it's the second second part of his book. He was a, the best basketball player. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now he wants to be the best dad. Yeah. And you know that's a guy that puts 110%. In everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like, I think the uh, that day when we went down to downtown LA, I think it was as soon as you guys told us, it was like <coughs> an hour after that happened. Like all my guys were just like, hey, man, we got to get ready. We're going. Get ready. Let's 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 head out there. 
and uh you know we suited up and we got ready and we all met up and and we headed out to downtown LA and I mean dude the whole drive there it was so unreal like it was so like crazy because it felt like I was like, dude, everybody was saying it. Like, I, I want to wake up. I want to wake up any yeah. minute. This is the, We're going to wake up, and this is going to be over. Mm-hmm. Our whole drive there was just, you know, retelling stories, like, from people that knew all the stats, from people that mm-hmm. knew, like, what school he went to, knew the whole story, knew everything. And then, like, you know, the other versions where it's like, you know, it, I didn't watch the games, like, religiously, and I can't sit here and, and talk stats with you. But for me, it was always a reason to meet up with my boys it was a when when I moved to Utah, living here in LA for like my whole life, it always gave me a reason to like hold my head up high every time there was a sports talk. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like where are you from, man? And like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm from LA, and they're like, and then I was in Utah for like a year, and they were just like, fucking like, for real, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can't even talk shit to you or nothing like that because that I'm a like you know he's put us on our ass so many times, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah good luck with that. <laughs> you know, he gave you a reason to like hold your, you know, puff up your chest everywhere you went, you know? And, yeah. like, th- these are things that I'm sure that guy never even thought about when he was doing what he was doing, you know? Yeah. He was just a hard competitor, you know? He knew how to turn it on and everything. And and you could apply that 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 mentality and that kind of work ethic to everything in your life. Yeah, for me, it's like he was he was our guy. He's, like, local. local. He's L.A.-based. He, he was our, our dude. He's the one that we grew up, you know, as six, seven, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds for Mayu Geo. Like, this is like, you know, we had limited channels growing up. We had like KCAL 9, uh-huh. Channel 7, 5. So we yeah. we saw him on TV. And I was taking t- uh, talking to Daryl about it. Like, us as young kids, we're naturally rebellious. We're boys. We're like, you know, loquitos. And we saw like a little bit of Kobe, you know, when we saw him out there, he was cocky, uh-huh. but he was good. Uh-huh. He could back it up. And he was always bringing it. And so we kind of wanted to, to be in a way like Kobe. We wanted to, to be just as good. Maybe perhaps not in basketball, maybe, but in our own sport, yeah, soccer, right. or like, I don't know, and maybe in the classroom. We just wanted to always be like the best because we saw how much people admired you when you excelled and when you were the best in, in a particular like sport or, or, or field. And so for me, I was like, I just, I get nostalgia. I'm wearing the A because that's when when I got the shirt, um, they're like, what do you want, 24 or 8? I'm like, you know, 24 is dope. It's now, but I was like, I remember him as a child, like, he was the first one when you're see- searching out heroes, you know, you're this one was the one that was just kind of put in front of you. And you were just like, ah, this Kobe's cool. You remember the fro. Uh, you just remember that your childhood memories, you know, just being, you know, glued to the TV and just seeing him do his thing. And us as like a Latino, like if you fit the stereotype, you're not supposed to like basketball. You're supposed to like soccer and you're just supposed yeah. to like like boxing and stuff. That's where I was going to go with it. But for some reason, we love soccer, too. Yes. But for some reason, I was like, yeah. I like this sport. I'm, I already knew. I was like, I'm not never going to be this top. But I was like, I love, like, this sport is dope. This sport is so cool. Why? Because he's making it seem like, he makes it seem so cool. Uh-huh. And so, like, yeah, you just, you know, you just fall in love with the, the action of the sport. For me, it was like I fell in love with the sport because of, of Kobe, per Same. se. Same. I mean, like you said, like, as long as you can remember, it was soccer in my house and it was boxing, yeah. right? Nobody ever watched basketball, but Mm -hmm. when Kobe made basketball cool for me and the Lakers and they started winning, I was like, that's that's my favorite athlete, even Mm -hmm. over the soccer guys that I used to watch every (laughs) weekend. Like he was the number one guy. And um, yeah, that's that's how myself and my brother got into it. I remember playing uh, Kobe Bryant's Nintendo 64 game Mm -hmm. NBA courtside. That's like 98. (laughs) Yeah. sitting there playing in my nintendo and i played that game for years and kobe was like the face even when shaq was there to me it was i was always related more to kobe like say he liked soccer mm, right mm-hmm. he even spoke spanish yeah right he was like the little rebel kid yeah with skill he was mm-hmm. just he was it was kind of like everything you wanted to admire in a person that's that's a, what he was uh for me i'm gonna tell you the truth man um when kobe entered the league like, I kind of didn't like him hmm. at first. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, like I said, like, we're the same age. And it's hard to, like, look at somebody that's younger than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's barely yeah. younger than me. It's uh-huh. hard to look at somebody that's younger than I you. you. Yeah. And be like, oh, man, like, he's, oh, already, he's, he's the best. Like, he's the great. Yeah. So he's already doing all this. Yeah. I grew up. See, it was easy for us. Because yeah. we were five, six years right. old. And we're like, look, this guy's a, a monster. I grew yeah. up a Michael Jordan fan. Okay. Right. And to me, like, all the way up until, like, my mid-20s, Michael Jordan was absolute 
like God figure. Yeah. Like I grew up playing basketball, you know what I mean? He was just like my favorite athlete of all time. So Kobe came into the league and although he's playing for my team, the Lakers, like I'm like, oh man, look at this guy, man, trying to be like Jordan. Trying to be like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this guy trying to be like Jordan. Yeah. Like I'm hating. Oh, yeah. he's on my he's on my team, my yeah, favorite yeah. team. Like this guy's trying to be like Jordan. Like, yeah. oh man. And I'm gonna stop you real quick because that's how I felt about Cristiano Ronaldo. Because <laughs> my hero was Ronaldo, the Brazilian one. I love yeah. Ronaldo. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I saw Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm like, that's that's not Ronaldo. That's not Ronaldo. Ronaldo's <laughs> the other one. I feel you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah you know. man. So like Mike was just my guy and like He's a Michael Jordan has always been the standard bearer, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Of basketball, like there's no if ands or buts about it. Like we yeah. could debate this to the yeah. end of the world, like who's the greatest. And I'm always going to tell you, as far as like being the greatest, Mike is still the greatest, mm -hmm. right? Because he was the best at everything that he does, mm -hmm. right? Kobe emulated him. He learned from him. He learned from a lot of different players. But as the years went on, the early years. Even after he won the slam dunk contest, I'm like, oh, man, like, look at him trying to be like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like, winning the slam dunk contest. And, you know, uh, then, he, then he airballed, like, oh, man, like, look at this guy. Like, Michael, Michael never, never airballed. Airball. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then um, you start to learn about how hard he worked, hmm. right? And you saw the progression of him getting better and better and better every year. And... The moment where like he truly gained my respect as a fan, as somebody who could stand up and who could hold the candle to Mike, was the um the second championship run, right? They already mm -hmm. won one championship. The second championship run when the Lakers were playing against San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Right. And Kobe just basically took over that whole series mm -hmm. by himself. Like they were Ding up Shaq. Mm -hmm. Right, Shaq wasn't Shaq wasn't taking care of business. Like <laughs> Greg Popovich had the defense out to stop Shaq because they figured like if you could stop Shaq, you beat the Lakers. Yeah, wrong, buddy. Kobe averaged like thirty something points that series. He was very Mike like Duncan on Duncan, Duncan on Robinson. Mm -hmm. I said, God damn, like gotta give this dude his props. <laughs> like pass the torch, Shaq. Yeah. Like let him take over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> This yeah. is this is Col like I saw it like this is Kobe's team now, mm. you know like move over Shaq just chill. Yeah. At that moment right there, I was like, you know what, he's gonna be the best player in this league, mm. hands down. And ever since then, like to me, like you couldn't say anything basketball wise about Kobe to me, mm. you know, because he worked hard at what he did, and no matter what, like he added something to his game mm. every single year. He added something different. You know, like this is a against the ropes, yeah, right? Yep, yep. You know, you know, Kobe was big. He was a big fan of martial arts, mm -hmm. right? So I was watching a video one day, um, the other day, like that was his secret to being a good basketball player. Because in mm -hmm. the off season, uh, he studied this uh, martial arts call. I'm gonna screw up the name. Uh, Jeet Kwan Do. Mm. I don't know if you heard of that. Jeet Kwan Do was what Bruce Lee did. Okay. Right, so the guy who taught Kobe Jeet Kwon Do learned his craft from Bruce Lee, okay. and it's a form of martial arts that's offensive, not defensive. Where like you just attack first, mm -hmm. right? And that's what Kobe he applied that to his game. Like he's just a student of the game. What can I do to get better? Mm -hmm. Every year he got better. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Choking. <laughs> Choking. We're all cho we're all choked up over this, man. We're all choked up. Sorry. Yeah, man. And so, like, he, he's a – he was larger than life, man. Mm -hmm. He was larger than life, man. Let me tell you just a quick story. Um, 2014, 2015, I just started uh, – I came back to school. I was here at Cal State the biggest. Uh, and I was covering the Lakers and Clippers, you know, as a journalist that entire season, right, 2014, 2015 season. That was towards, like, the end of Kobe's run. You know, he had mm -hmm. just yeah. started – facing injuries and yeah. whatnot. He was taking days off. And, you know, I covered the Lakers the entire season. Um, at the end of the games, you went in the locker room, and everybody had the microphones and stuff to his face. I was always scared. <laughs> I was always scared to ask him a question, uh -huh. say something to him, always, every single time. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? I'll get my chance. I'll get my uh, chance. Uh, like, I got like, to be there first, and, like, I got to think of something, 
you know, smart to Something say. Because, yeah. like, you got national TV. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's going to listen to what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't want to be that guy that, that, that says something dumb, dumb and screws like, up. <laughs> yeah. I hate these so, <laughs> so the Cleveland Cavs came to town, and that's mm-hmm. when LeBron had just came back to Cleveland. Yeah. And they played, they played that night. Kobe had 17 assists, but he was – that was his career high night. He had 17 assists. Mm. But leading up to the game, like, you know, he'd been taking days off, hurt and whatnot. So at the end of the uh, the game and post game, we're sitting in the hallway. You know, we're all just like waiting to get into the locker room to like mm-hmm. talk to these players and stuff. And they made an announcement. They said, Kobe's coming to the press room. Kobe never comes to the press room like ever. I'm like, oh, shoot, like something's going on. So like I walk into the press room first, you know, and I'm sitting there front row. The room is packed. Everybody comes in. Like, he's asking questions. He's talking about playing through injuries. I'm like, oh, shit, like, this guy's going to retire. Now, this wasn't the day he announced that he was going to retire because he announced that the next season. Yeah. But I'm sitting there, and he's just like, oh, man, I'm slowing down. I said, say to myself, Daryl, dude, like, you got to ask him a question. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't know yeah. you don't know when you're going to get your chance. In a mm-hmm. press conference? Anybody could get their turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just start talking, yeah, fire yeah. off a question. And I'm just sitting there like, man, like, what are you going to ask them? What are you going to ask them? So I sat there. Yeah. I was like, oh. and my, my heart's beating. Yeah. My heart's just pumping. Yeah. Like, then, like, somebody said something, then it stopped. I go, Kobe. <laughs> you can uh, check my Instagram, check my Instagram page uh, mm-hmm. at Spitz Game. Uh, and you'll see the video on there. I go, Kobe, do you think it would be easier for you to sit out games if the Lakers were winning? And, like, I got it out. I'm like, yes, I got it. Like, my heart was beating. He looked at me. He was like, oh, no. I was like, if the if the Lakers were winning. I'm like, I don't remember exactly what he said, uh-huh. but I was like, oh, shit. Like, he just gave me a smart-ass answer. <laughs> 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 it was like, it would be easier for winning, you know, because San Antonio sits their players all the time. Like, it would be easier. Like, no, it wouldn't be easy. Like, we're losing. Like, I'm trying to win games. And, like. No. It was over, press conference over, then he walked past me, and I, like, got up, and I walked right behind him. And, like, everybody's just, like, flooding out the room, and I yell at him. I'm like, Kobe! And, like, he turned to look at me, and I was like, man, sorry for asking a dumb question. And, like, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, like, man, don't worry about it, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, like, that's the only time I ever, like, gotten any type of close contact with him, you know what I mean? Like, that close. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh man, like that was awesome. Like yeah. he didn't have to stop and say anything to me. And like I'm just like hanging around behind him, like seeing who he talks to and like trying to eavesdrop on his conversations and shit like all sneaky reporters do. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the scoop on something, man. Mm-hmm. But like that dude was just larger than life, bro. It's like Yeah. I just think about that I think about that moment now and like I've thought about it over and over. Like that was like the most intense, like I ever felt just like trying to talk to somebody. Yeah. I'm like, no, if you could ask Kobe a question, like you could ask anybody Maybe. a question now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like after that, I was just like asking questions. <laughs> like, yeah. like left or right. I can imagine. And I feel like that's part of like the Mamba mentality, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you probably saw it as a failure because you were like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, right. what was I saying? But that probably made you a better, like you just mm-hmm. said, if you can ask Kobe a question, you can ask anybody a question, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part of that that mentality that he had. I, I think the transition you were talking about from being the guy that you're like, why should I look up to you? You're the same age as I am, all like that. I think for me, what really like I was just like, shit, and and it happened later on in in, in later on in his career, but where I was just like, I you know I play soccer, that's my sport, yeah, and where I was just like, damn, the fucking balls on this dude, like that's fucking badass. Is when he held L.A. ransom, where he's like, dude, I'm gonna go to another franchise uh-huh. if you guys don't do something. Uh-huh. That's the kind of love he had for the city, you know. He was just like, if you don't bring in the right players, if we're not doing the right shit, I'm like we're wasting our time, right? Like what kind of? And I was just like, you know what, dude? And I don't Can, think we we're gonna be mad at him. Honestly, no, and, and I it wouldn't like, have been mad. And, and as you know, yeah, as a, as a every like, like, I'm like. You can do that. <laughs> you can t- you can tell your boss like, "Yo, dude, you need to do better." Like, I'm doing the best I can do. Can you do better? You know, I apply that shit to my job and where I work at right now, and and that's mm. the thing I always I always tell my boss. I'm just like, "Well, yo, dude, like, you know what? We got this. Like, we can handle this this process and everything. Everything we've learned, we can do the day to day." Now, 
it's up to you if you want to grow the brand. Like, mm. What are we trying to do with this? Where I are we like trying that. to go? You know, like, what is the direction? Like, you know, mm. I, I, I manage a company here in Torrance and um, I, I really look for sports role models mm. as a manager. <clears throat> like for me, Sir Alex Ferguson, like to me, he's, a, he's an awesome mm-hmm. example. Kobe. An awesome example. You know, my boys sometimes will come up to me and they're just like, man, you don't do nothing all day. You just sit there and pick up phone phone, phone calls. That's easy. And I look at them and I'm just like, or, or they'll talk, you know, they'll talk shit about each other. They'll be like, oh, that guy's lazy or this, this, he can't do shit. And I look at him and I'm like, you know what? You're, we're a team. There's a basketball team. You're a defender. Everybody has a role. Yeah, you know how to yeah. dunk. Mm-hmm. You know how to dribble. You know how, you know, you, know, you could do the no look pass. You could do all this kind of stuff. You know what's going to happen? My, my job as your coach, which is what I think as a manager, I feel like a coach. So when I look at him, I'm just like, my job is when it's the fourth quarter, we're down by two points. There's you got a little bit of seconds. on. on there's like a three seconds. We're going to pass you the ball. You're going to dribble. You're going to take a shot. I know where every single one of you guys needs to be. So when your legs are tired, when your hands are tired, where you don't know what to do, I'm going to be like, yo, play number three. You've done this every day. You got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's and that's what you're gonna go for. And and I look to people like Kobe for those kind of things. You know, like I'm like, dude, like you taught me. Like you could have the fucking balls to, dude. He held the city ransom. You know, <laughs> he's like, I'm out, dude. We that would have been riots in L.A. You know that that shit wouldn't have gone down that easy and stuff like that. Fucking. Yeah, hey, that got us more championships, right? Mm-hmm. That we, we, who did yeah, we trade? they got better after that. They yeah, traded exactly. Kwame Brown and yeah. oh, Kwame. I don't know who else for Paul Gasol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They traded Paul Gasol's brother. <laughs> Mark, there you go, the pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you look at all that shit, and I'm just like, the, the lessons he left behind. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like every one of us, you can apply that shit to your life in every way. As a father, as a, as a worker, as like as, as a leader, as everything, dude. And that, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing to me. The, the, the footprint this guy left on yeah. this world, yeah. that impact. A lot of people have been telling me, like, everybody is making this big fuss about Kobe, but nobody cares about anybody else on the helicopters. Yeah. And I look at that and I'm like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like, it's not that nobody cares. It's not nobody that nobody gives a shit. It's, it's this guy grew up in the public eye. Like, yeah. everybody feels like they they know him yeah, like yeah. that is your boy like you you've you've read for him i've seen mm-hmm. you know people getting fights for over this stuff like it's it's not easy you know like mm-hmm. like that is your boy yeah and, I feel and like, yeah yeah that's the beautiful thing now that you hear all these stories and that kind of uplifts his legacy because you know i mean everybody has negative stuff right everyone's oh he's not a good teammate but you look at every like young player in the league now that was just devastated and would say Kobe used to give me advice. He would work out with me when he didn't have to, you know, that's, that's like the best teammate you can have. Mm -hmm. And just in the NBA, I'm not talking about just the Lakers. Like he grew the game. Like about five years ago, man, I started this hashtag, right? I started this hashtag specifically for Kobe, right? Cause people like, used to like talk shit like oh about oh this guy's better than him like oh lebron's better than him or this person's better than him this person's better than him i was like you know what i was like kobe is lebron's favorite player i was like kobe is Dwayne Wade's favorite player kobe's this guy's favorite player so all the of ha- you guys Giannis. so the hashtag Doncic. i started it's called uh hashtag um your favorite player's favorite player <laughs> hashtag your favorite player's yeah, favorite player. player and like, he is. It's, it's even, the truth. Even the legends. You talk about mm-hmm. all these guys. Who was it? Was it Bill Russell that said it? Mm-hmm. Or I forgot who it was. I think it was Bill Russell. He's like, you know, Kobe always used to say I was his favorite player. But in reality, he was mine. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. That's <clears> crazy. <throat> to me, it's like you're always going to have, like, these ultra-talented players. You're going to have your um, – your Dwayne Wade's, you know, your your LeBron's, your, but only a certain few really like become larger than life. He transcend you know? he transcended the sport, man. Yeah. Like there's yeah. few people that ever transcends like what they do. <clears throat> yeah. Like Kobe is he's bigger than basketball. Like he he sort of is basketball. Like yeah. you you look right now, you know what I mean? Like people who don't even know anything about basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Like what do they do yeah. when they're throwing away a piece of paper in the trash? Yep. Everybody shot Kobe. Yeah. And, like, 
this was this, this, is, this, is, been, this has been happening is, for the longest. Even if you don't know him, you know him. <laughs> yeah, you worldwide. know him. This isn't Japan. This isn't like Europe. Everywhere, you know. So like you know like <laughs> I got a text from my sister and she never watched basketball and she was just like, no, it can't be Kobe. Like that was just like wow. Yeah, my sister too, dude. My sister too. She she sent me like she doesn't watch basketball either. She doesn't really like sports, but she knows. You know that she's from LA. She knows that we like sports. She's all like Chris, like Kobe. And I'm like fuck, like dude. The impact that he had. It wasn't just basketball. It wasn't just LA. It wasn't just the US. It's like everywhere. It was in soccer. You saw AC Milan giving him like respect. It was Neymar. Like Neymar. Neymar. Yeah. Cool to him. Yeah. Every, tennis. Everybody's Instagram page: Liverpool, Real Madrid, Arsenal. Everybody posted something about Kobe. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, he's just a guy from LA. He's a guy who grew up like born in Philly. Like it was Nelly. He just he's just one person. But like the impact that his, his like legacy, like how much it impacted people and people like us or us, like we never met him. You know, we never met him, and just like how much he meant and stuff. And I was talking to Daryl about this earlier. It's like he was just, just so relatable. Also, like mm-hmm. outside being a basketball player, mm-hmm. like just as a person, as a man, like he's not perfect. No one is. When he had, like, that drama, like, you know, it just shows, like, we're not perfect. You know, it's like, my hero's not perfect. But, you know, he could have his downs and he could get, get up and become a better person. Mm-hmm. And the, for me personally, that's something I'm striving for, to be a better person, you know. And, and I feel so, like that makes him more relatable even. Yeah. Because we don't, <clears throat> like, Superman is perfect. It's just, like, nobody's perfect, really. Like, yeah. none of us are perfect, right? So when you see Kobe, you're like, yeah, he had his flaws. But he was like he was my favorite superhero. I can say that. Yeah. And I can say it proudly. I mean, anybody yeah. that follows you with a camera <coughs> for your whole life can pick a moment where they could be Anything. like, if if they just decided what sections of your life to like put in a the movie, yeah. mm-hmm. they can make you out to be the worst fucking person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, you know, <clears throat> I think he took a really bad situation and did really good things. He learned a lot from oh, that. Yeah. that cha- it changed his life. Yeah, completely. Cha- he made a mistake and he learned from it. It changed his life completely. Like the irony, you know what I mean? Like I'm not even gonna get into the details because so I just get mad when people yeah. talk about it. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just Don't, just I'll the, edit that shit. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. just the ir- just the irony of yeah. like who he became. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he became. He's even last week. Like he's known as the advocate. For, for women's, women's basketball yeah. Yeah. and for women women's everywhere, soccer, women women's soccer, everywhere. women's sports. Like my mom was watching the news and they were talking about it, and that's the first thing she said. Like she knows how big of fans we are, but she didn't mention basketball. She said, "Man, she died with a daughter, and he was a great father." That's yeah. that's for us. One, I think. Okay, so we we shut out to downtown LA, and then uh, we shut out really early in the day. I think we we got there like around like three o'clock, two o'clock in the day. We went to the memorial right there by the <coughs> Staples Center where everybody was, uh, you know, paint like the homage, homage, yeah, and everything to him. And and I think it took us till the end of the night, where like I tell you, my one of my boys was crying since like our whole drive there, and it took us a cool minute to catch up to us. And then after a while, it just I can tell you by the time we came back, we were there from like two to like midnight, and on our way back, you see all these like like places with the candles and the yeah. pictures and everything. And people are like praying together. Like even like, you know, you think about it, like it's, it's crazy. Like even in death, like he's bringing the whole city together, like everything, like you look at it, it's all love, you know, like I, I was at LA live and people were drinking and the cops were just like, Hey man, you know, like it is what it is. Like we understand this is the way people grieve. This is what it is. As long as everybody's cool, there's no problems. Yeah. You know, we're on our way out, and I think the thing that hit me and my boys the most, I was just like, you know, like, what what a fucked up way to die. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, and it's such a fucking freak accident. It sucks. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, and I and I, I looked at my boys, and I, I, I got <coughs> shook because I was just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. I looked at him, and I was like, if there's any dude, like, that is proven to us that he can be so clutch in a time-sensitive situation yeah. as Kobe. So my boys are like looking at me like, you know, I, f- I felt so terrible. You know, like, I'll, I'll, okay, fuck it. You're a man. You could die. You know, like, fuck it. If, We're if all going to die. If it happens, yeah. it's going to happen. It's and you know happen. that that that's just yeah. the case. You're just going to fucking, you're going to take it. But 
to have your child there, dude. Like I don't even know how to fucking like feel about that. But you know for a fact, at least in my heart, I feel at that moment that I know for a fact that dude was comforting his kid and doing everything he had to do to fucking probably saying it was gonna be all right. Yeah, it it is what it is, and you know we don't know when when that's gonna come for us. We don't know how many minutes or seconds we have in this world, but all we know is that we got to do the best we can that whatever footprint we leave in this world, we make this world better. Yeah. And that is definitely one dude that, you know, for a fact did that for everybody. Yeah. You know, my, my cousin, he, he came to visit from Chicago in, in like the nineties. And for the longest, he was just like, yo, I'm Chicago Bulls. You're LA. And we would get our ass whooped, <laughs> and it would fucking suck. And I remember they had an all-star team and shit. And then, you know, Kobe, Kobe comes in and everything. And, and I'm just like, you know, Jordan retires and everything. And then after a while, my joke to him every time we saw a family was just like, hey, Lakers, baby. <laughs> like, Lakers, like, what's up? And he was, <laughs> you know, and I'm telling you, dude, it gave you reasons to, like, to like hold yeah. your head up high, dude, to yeah. puff out your chest as a fucking Angelino and shit and be like, hey, man, like, we're here. Yeah. You know, we've always been looking for our own identity with our rappers, with, with our even – you know, our politicians, everything, anyone that represents the, the, the West Coast and stuff. And Kobe did that shit so well. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he made us fuck, dude. Yeah. He me. was like L.A. Whatever you think of L.A., that was Kobe. Hardworking. Yeah. You want to grow. You want to be a champion. You want to reach the peak. You know, that was Kobe. And I remember when I was, <clears throat> when I was little, you know, my mom had family who lived close to downtown LA, like the MacArthur Park area. I remember we used to go down there like every other week. And this was when Staples Center was just <coughs> Staples Center. It wasn't all the yeah. stuff around it. And you would see big billboards of Shaq and Kobe. And every every time we would drive by it, it was just like magical. Yeah. It was like Staples Center, Lakers, Kobe, Shaq. It was just, as a kid, like that's what made me fall in love with, with basketball. Yeah. No, like with, with me, it was just like, you don't say representation of Latinos like in, in basketball really. You know, it's 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 not our sport. But to me, like I grew so much respect for him when he started giving interviews in Spanish. Like and stuff. And and talking about like, you know, just you know, the importance of the the support the Latino community yeah. like gives, you know, to <coughs> basketball because LA is, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not LA you know, is Latino. It's Latino, yeah. so it's like one hundred percent. But well, I heard so, a recent interview yeah. where when he said like when I was in shit, when I had it just was, arrived in LA, like it was <coughs> the Hispanics who would come up to me and hug me. Like they they probably like like he wasn't nobody. He wasn't even playing mm-hmm. and they all embraced him mm-hmm. and hugged him and treated him like a family member. The, yeah. the, the crazy thing is he didn't have to do any of this. He didn't he have to didn't. learn Spanish. He, yeah. Nobody expected any of this yeah, of yeah. him. Like, you know, not even to be the best. Fi- like one of like the- that's what people <laughs> don't understand why he's so great. Because he yeah. didn't have to do all this. Mm-hmm. He, didn't ha- he doesn't have to talk to the young players yeah. and give them advice. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to, you know, stand up for, for women's basketball. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't have to do all that, but he still did it. Yeah. He grew up learning Spanish, though. Mm-hmm. He grew yeah. up, he grew up learning, like... In, in Europe, you have to learn all these other different languages. Yeah, yeah. So he grew up in Europe, and he knows how to speak Italian. Mm-hmm. He knows how to speak German. Yeah. He knows how to speak Spanish. Like, all this different stuff yeah. fluently, like, with no problem. And I feel like that's why yeah. he got it so early, because he right. was an outsider when mm-hmm. he was over there. Right. So you had to, you had to learn it. Yeah, yeah. You know? He would say, like, all the kids playing football, soccer, mm-hmm. like, they were all very good because that's their sport. Nobody would play basketball out there in Italy. So he would play goalie because he... He wasn't as right. good as the other kids, right? He was always yeah. the outsider kid who who was good at basketball, but yeah. nobody cared about basketball. You, you got to admire the respect he had for the game, too. Definitely. Because, like, yeah. you know, when he when he went out, when he's like, yo, I'm out, I can't do this anymore. Like, dude, that, you know the amount of, like, like hurt, like how much he must have hurt. Like, as much as we felt it, you know how much he had to feel to, like, rip that, like, I would say skin off his body to just be like, I need to make myself like you know like a snake a mamba you know like that's remove the skin from mamba out <laughs> yeah. right like yeah. that's it skins off let's build a new skin let's do this whole, whole everything and I, and I think you know like i tell you we, we talk about him not being able to write the second part of his book but i i look at everybody in la and i'm just like you know i saw everybody there at the memorial i saw everybody yeah. everywhere i look and i'm just like dude like we yeah. could write it we yeah. could do that 
we can show love and everything. I saw people, white people, Mexicans, Asians, black people, everybody. Dude, 60 years old. Like, yeah. Everybody years old, old, young, everything. I, I saw yeah. people hurting, like, like trying to, like, you know, make sense of everything. And I was just like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, it's on us now. Yeah. Like, you know, like he took us this far. Let's finish this. Let's 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 continue this story. You know, yeah. you always hear you, you hear the phrase. You have to live your life to the fullest. Yeah. Right. And this man, like he lived his Every life to day. the fullest. Like I said, with the whole helicopter thing, he wanted to maximize every single minute of the day. He mm-hmm. lived his life to the fullest. He gave his all to basketball. And he didn't when have he played. to. Just going back right. to the same thing. He didn't have to. Right. He's just everything that he don't. did. He's Most just like people in the league don't. He's just so ultra focused. Yeah. Right. Ultra focused. All he wanted to do when he was playing basketball was play basketball, mm-hmm. was practice basketball, mm-hmm. was get the shots up. He retired from <coughs> basketball. All he wanted to do was be a good dad. But he this man won an Oscar, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He won he retired. He won a freaking Oscar, Oscar yeah. you know. I mean, for uh, for putting together the short film, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Like, he's been yeah. playing basketball whole his entire life. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he turned yeah. into a creative, you know, and yeah. he was he was about to become like the best in the field. Yeah, I think somebody told him like, <laughs> "Hey, take it easy, rookie." Like right. somebody from the industry. <laughs> wow, <laughs> making us all look bad. You probably heard that all for a whole like fucking year. He started he started a production company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was trying to be the next Walt Disney, bro. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Now to me it's like that's yeah, that's sick. To me with his with his girls. To me, I, I'm a big believer. Like you're not a complete as a man. Like you're not a complete best version of yourself until you become a parent. I'm not a parent yet. You guys probably could yeah. attest to this, but to me, it's like that's where like you're no longer, you know, self like like fully selfish. Like you yeah. you're looking out for somebody else, somebody yeah. that depends on you, someone that depends on your unconditional love. And with him, with his girls, I was like, man, I I seen Kobe. I know like when you're when you're in the grind, you can't smile as much. Like you're right. grinding. When I see him with his girls, I was like, he looks so peaceful. Mm-hmm. He looks so happy. Mm-hmm. Like he let go of like some pressure you know mm-hmm. and now he's just at peace with his in retirement with his kids with his girls and to me like us men we always we always like we, we say we don't care what if we have a boy or girl but we always like long for that yeah. for that male for that boy to carry mm-hmm. on that legacy he was always like defending them like i got my girls that's that's what i i'm happy like they got my legacy they'll take over which is is so heartbreaking because you see his his daughter you know she was gonna carry that she's she had that same fire you see those clips of him and her, how he smiles right. when he looks at her. He had that same fire, and it's just it's just heartbreaking because he's breaking these stereotypes of yeah, you know, of just the the males like no, Mike, the girls could carry this torch too. I'm not sure if you saw that <coughs> clip on ESPN the other day. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a hashtag now called Girl Dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, that clip yeah. on ESPN um, where he basically told L. Duncan, like mm-hmm. she asked him, like you know, you gonna keep on trying to have kids? Like, don't you uh, want a boy? Yeah. He was like, no, no, like. I'll I want to have five more I'm, girls. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I love girls. <laughs> like, I'm a girl dad. Yeah. You know, like, he loved his girls. Like, he didn't yeah. care about having, you know, that that next boy to carry on his legacy, yeah. man. Because his daughter, and I just found this out uh, yesterday, like, she just started playing basketball two years ago. Damn. Right. She's 13 years old right now. And basically, Gianna was considered next yeah. like yeah. she was gonna play in the WNBA I was excited yeah. for that she was already yeah. doing fadeaways I'm like she started yeah just play? just like him just she was a student of the game and like mm-hmm. he passed that on to her yeah. you know his first daughter really didn't love basketball that much she yeah. played volleyball and that's cool but then that's like fine. it's cool yeah. you know with the second one like she just started playing two years ago yeah for it's, a, it's unbelievable for her to become so good in that yeah. short time yeah to me like for a parent to show that much support like you need to see that fire from your kid first. And I see this with my with my cousins and their dad. Like, they have to have that hunger, that fire, that passion, that love. Right. You know. They have to become who they are. Yeah. You yeah. can't you can't push somebody yeah. into something, you know. They have to want it. Yeah. It's you crazy I mean? because um, uh, my sister is expecting a child. And my girl was hey, like, uncle. oh. Hey, uncle. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. My, uh, my girl was like, oh, what do you want it to be? And, of course, I said a guy, right? Yeah. A boy. I was like, I want to I play soccer with him. Video hey. He's like, all that good stuff. And she's like, well, you can do that with, the, with a girl, too. And I'm like, you know, like, Kobe kind of changed my mentality, like, mm-hmm. watching him with his girls. I was like, that, that's actually pretty cool. Like, 
you're right you can do that with with the girl as well and i remember when my sister was born she was the first one my dad said he wanted a boy like he didn't want any girls but then you know he said that's the best thing that happened to him yeah i have uh i was son my son's nine and my daughter is five so for four years the thing about having a boy for me has always been i'm a guy so i know what to expect and i know what he knows to expect so i'm just like you know i know the curveballs life's gonna throw at you i know the things and you know i respect also where you said like you can't force anyone to be anything they're not you know they are who they are i play soccer I, i i've always liked sports i like hanging out with the boys my son's an artsy dude. He likes to draw. He likes to chill. He can sit there for hours and draw nonstop. <laughs> I, I would never take that away from him. Like, I told him, like, you tell me what you want to be, and whatever I can do to help you, that's what I'll do. Like, if, if it's not my style, it's not my calling, whatever, I, I will find what you want, and I will always, I'll always have your back. You know, I will always, if there's one thing children provide you is purpose. And with my son, it's always been like, man, whatever you want to do, I got that. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that. I'm going to back you up. And then cut to four years later, my daughter's born. Man, bro. <laughs> like, daddy's girls are, is, dude, that is crazy, man. Because that little girl is, I, I know she looks up to me. Because every moment I see her facial expressions, I see what she does. I know what she says. I've always wanted a boy. Like, I was like, oh, me and my boys are going to be at the games. We're going to be doing this and everything. It changed up. But then my daughter is just like. My, my son's the type of dude, it's just, he'll go and he'll do his own thing. And he's just like, Dad, I'll, I'll see you like in five. Like, I'll be back. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, we're hanging out in the house and everything. But he's just like, dude, I'm going to go draw. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do my own thing. But my daughter's the kind of girl who's just like, hey, make room. I'm going to sit right here, right next to you. What are we watching? I'm like, for real? Are you kidding me? And growing up, you know, it was just like, it was so crazy. It was, it was such a change in my body and like this, this weird thing of just being overprotective and everything. And, and, you know, you would think it'd be like, oh, I don't want no guys around my girl or nothing like that. But growing up, it was just like, you know what? I looked at this girl and I was like, you're such a beautiful human being. I just want you to experience everything in the best way. So as a man, I'm going to like step up my game. So whatever dude you choose to have in your life is going to be just as amazing, you know? Like, I'm not going to be anywhere below that. Like, I, I got to set that line way high. So whatever dude comes in, I'm like, that's my girl. You're taking my girl, man. you got to be above and beyond and everything. Exactly. And I look at I look at Kobe with his daughter, you know, and I'm just like, you know, he's had it. He's got he's had that shit and all that bullshit that's <clears> happened <throat> in the past. And I'm sure he looks at his daughters and he's like, <clears throat> you know what, dude? Like, you got to step up your game. Not just in, in the court or everything, but just in your life, personal <clears throat> stuff. You know, you got to do all that. And, and I gotta tell you, man, this guy does so many things. You could apply to every single aspect of life. And it's just crazy, man. Like that footprint he left on this world is just, you know, like, like you say, MJ, MJ fills the shoe, right? MJ is the the standard. Kobe had the talent and dude, he tried to fill that shoe up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Somebody got that, that close. And I look at all these NBA stars right nowadays and I'm just like, you guys got all this God given talent. You guys are amazing and everything. But are you really putting in all the work to exactly. fill in all that shoe? Exactly. Like, like that's why a lot of people look up to Kobe because they're like, fuck, man. Like, I wish I had that stamina. I wish yeah. I had that drive. I wish I had that. And I'm like, dude, you guys, you guys can do something about that. Like, step that up. Like, not just NBA players, but everybody in this community. Like, all of us. Let's step this yeah. up, dude. Let's let's learn how to be good human beings again. And he was a great human being, dude. Like, like 100%. Like, he was a selfless person. Like, he... He gave he he gave so much that like you're hearing all these different stories now about like how much he is giving like the things that he contributed to, you know, with like all the stuff that he was doing um, with the homeless and the homeless in downtown mm-hmm. L.A. and um, you know him and his foundation donated millions of dollars to help build the African American Museum in Washington D.C. and just all these different things that he's doing, man. Especially like even a month ago where he helped that victim with the car crash. Yeah. You know, that. like mm-hmm. that that's amazing. Like he he was exposing himself. Like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like he's just driving in his community and he sees somebody in a car crash. Yeah. And like he's not just gonna continue going about his business. Like he just stopped. Like, let me stop what I'm doing and let me go help that person. Yeah. Yeah. That's <clears throat> like he didn't have to. Like he didn't have to like he's doing these things yeah. that he doesn't have to do yeah. like nobody nobody would uh think anything less of him yeah. if he didn't hop out and 
and yeah. save that man. To me, like the loyalty he showed LA is like unrivaled, especially yeah. in this era now where like if something seems better, like I'm gonna hop over there to get that ring. Like he, even when situations got really bad and where he almost you know went and he almost team, left, but he, he almost stayed. Left, but he stayed. He stayed through like the bad through the I bad. Feel like years. that was almost like a chess move. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. yeah, better bring players or I'm gonna <laughs> leave. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't want to, but right, he wants to win. I I think as a community, the thing we have to do. You know, a lot of people will probably tell you right now, be like, well, he's he's a millionaire. Like, he has money. He can do all that. I can't do that. And I always look at it, I'm like, man, you know what? I was a single dad, two kids, working three jobs. And I always busted my ass to be in better situations, you know? And I'm like, that's what you always got to do. You got to take advantage of every opportunity. You always got to take that shot. You always got to do the stuff. You always got to be the man that steps up to take that shot to be in a better position to help out all your teammates. You know what I'm saying? You got to be the best person you could be. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Just by you becoming the the best person you could be, a positive presence, other people will look at you and, like, try to be positive as well. Like, you could easily affect the next person. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. You know, you don't have to uh, be as accomplished as a Kobe Bryant. (coughs) You know, he was the best person that he could be. Mm-hmm. And like he gave it all. We are, we all have to give life our all. Mm-hmm. We owe it to ourselves. You know what I mean? We can't cheat. We can't cheat the world by being anything less than our best self. Yeah. You know, and that's that's one thing I'm definitely gonna strive to be. Like I was already on that path. You know, like when I had my you know my my kids. You know, yeah. that makes you want to be a better person. But just like having looking at somebody like you said, a public figure their entire life. Like he continued to just. Like, I'm in awe of, like, all the different things that mm-hmm. he kept on doing. Like, he found the time to, like, just work on his game, work on his uh, post-career, you know, his post-playing career and doing this and that, mm-hmm. you know, being a coach, uh, starting the foundation, just all the different things he was doing, man. He was just an amazing person. And I think that's what his legacy is, is just more than an athlete, like, more than basketball. Like, he was just a great person period like he had like you said he had respect enough for different um different cultures where he would speak different languages you know what i mean like he was learning chinese you know he's huge in china <clears throat> and he just had respect for all the spanish reporters you know to give interviews mm. in spanish like not just answer like one question yeah you know what i mean giving like a full-length interview yeah. in spanish mm-hmm. that's that's just amazing you know what i mean yeah. like he didn't have to do that yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, like we talk about like doing the mistakes he's had in the past and everything, but I'm like, that that's a perfect example of like, if you take your time to learn somebody, know where they're coming from, know what's happening, you give them time to like fix the issues, the problems, whatever's there, there's always, it, it gives you an opportunity to find a better person in all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like we all know, like, I mean, we all like to sleep the extra 15 minutes. We all like being a little bit late. <laughs> we all like to like, chill out and kick it a little bit more but like god man like i don't know dude. i'll tell you there's one thing this guy taught me it was just like dude look at what you're doing you could do better oh you know what i'm saying Always. yeah you got to strive for for whatever is the next level and honestly that's that's the one that you, you can't sleep on success you know what i'm saying right like you hear the stories of this guy training and <laughs> practicing and everything he did i'm just like shit man like shit dude like Get home at get home at midnight after a game. Just <laughs> wake up four o'clock in the morning. For real, train. it's working. Yep. There's always that one other guy that thinks he's gonna train more than you, but Kobe's already there. Right, it's just crazy. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. crazy. All right, we're almost an hour in, man. Uh, just any last the stories, messages that y'all want to send? Uh, with me, it's probably like the first time like I I got pushed into a uh to the to the lakers i remember i was like six years old six five or six my dad buys these two jackets my dad doesn't know anything about basketball he just knows like i'm gonna get these two jackets he gets the chicago bulls jacket and he gets the lakers one and my brother i have an older brother he always gets whatever he wants first he goes for the for the chicago bulls one <laughs> so i'm like okay i guess i'm a, I'm a laker fan <laughs> I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this purple and gold. Like that was me. Ugly ass colors. Now that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I guess. And I'm like, I always get pushed into like the underdog situation, like the last one. But you know what? Like, I'm so glad that he picked that one, and I got stuck with this one because because of that, I started following this this guy, this number eight, with the little fro. He taught me so much, like 
throughout, you know, throughout my my life. And like I'm glad that I saw someone that's not like perfect cuz I'm not perfect. He 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 teaches you that you could be better and you could be so so amazing and impact so many people. You know, just doing the thing that you love, so yeah, man, I'm going to second that because I remember when I was going to start school, uh, like he came into the league 96. I was four years old. Uh, I remember, oh, like, I was, I don't know why, we were looking at backpacks or something that I remember, and there was a Bulls one, there was a Lakers one, mm. and my favorite color is red. So I'm like, of course, I'll go for that Bulls one. But I'm like, L.A., I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's, it's a tough choice, right? I ended up getting a Batman one, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, yeah, that's that's just what I remember. You know, falling in love with the game, uh, being excited to go uh, to school the next day and talk with your friends uh, about you know what Kobe did the last night. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, you know the kids wearing the Kobe shoes. You know those ugly ass fucking space looking shoes. <laughs> <to wear. laughs> but I always wanted them because they had like the Froby on the back yeah. with the fro. I was like, man, that's one of the reasons why I buy his shoes now. And, I remember having like his fake jerseys, those $10 ones that you buy in the corner. And uh, my mom used to take us away uh, basketball at the park. And like, I never saw myself trading a, a soccer ball for a basketball, but I did because of him. Like, like honestly, man, um, like, like what you're doing right now, man, is like I can't even I can't even do it. And I feel like in a way that like I think I need therapy, like 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 honestly, like one of these days, like it's just going to hit me and I'm just going to lose it. You know, on Sunday when I heard the news, like I was just numb and like people were calling me and texting me and I was just angry. I was just angry at everybody, man. Like there's so many different thoughts that that I have of him you know I can't even really break it down to one thing you know except like don't sleep on Kobe yeah. like like no matter what like don't sleep on Kobe his 81 point game I miss most I miss most of that you know while I was asleep <laughs> right I tell I tell the story all the time um they were playing when they were playing the Raptors and like we were losing, like the Lakers weren't a good team. Yeah. Then it was just Kobe, and like that's it. We're losing. Sitting there watching the game, getting high. Uh, <laughs> I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Then my roommate, like he was waking me up. I was like, man, like, why are you bothering me, man? He was like, dog, Kobe got sixty something points. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like. Are you kidding me? Mm. He was like, yeah, man. Like, we win. And, like, dude got 60-something points, man. You might want to wake up and catch this. I, like, walk downstairs. Like, he had, like, 65, 60. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I fell asleep on this. Like, I missed it. Like, don't sleep, man. It's just like, don't don't sleep on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Figuratively and literally. Like, yeah. don't sleep on him. Yeah. Like, I don't have, I don't have like... I have so many different memories of like his different accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Well, like every time somebody brings up that eighty-one point game, like I don't have like that feeling inside me. Like, oh man, I remember where I was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was asleep. Yeah. You know, like, I, I've, I've seen the game like over and over after that, yeah. but like I don't have like that same feeling because like I like to catch shit live. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Game seven, 2010 against Celtics at Staples. It was my high school graduation. I couldn't care less about my graduation, but I had to go and I mm -hmm. missed game seven. Oh, uh, damn. Damn. I, I think for me personally, the only thing I want to say is thank you to Kobe. Mm -hmm. He gave me a lot of reasons to hold my, my chest, to puff out my chest in front of people in conversations. Rep LA. Every time that he played, the Lakers played and stuff like that, it gave me an opportunity to hang out with my boys and kick it and go to like bars or and like you know like that that was the thing for me like it was just like every season i knew we were in the playoffs and that was a fucking amazing feeling because i'd go there and i'd see my friends and everything and i was just like you know what dude like these memories you gave to me during that age it's just like dude they still stick with me today you know and i think that brought me and my friends way closer together than any other experience we could have had 
you know, because we all shared this one hero in common. And, and so, you know, you play soccer, you got different teams, but in, at least in basketball, it was always like, yo, Kobe, Lakers, mm-hmm. like all the time. And it, it, it was it was fun, dude. And, and, you know, my only, like, thing for for people now is just like, you know, I can't, like, that's very specific to us in our generation, you know, and I, and I feel bad for the future because they're not going to have that for a cool minute because they, this guy was special, man. It's not just like any other player, you know. I look at LeBron and I'm just like, man, dude, like, bring it, bro. Like, fucking bring it, dude. <coughs> like, do this shit for this next generation, man. Like, give these younger kids that are – give my kid a reason to want to wear, like, that, that jersey and everything again, you know. Like, give, give me a reason to go every – weekend during the playoff with my boys and meet up and talk about our days and all that bullshit and everything and then just be like able to give each other like that support and you know you talk about therapy and stuff like that and hanging out with your boys like doing this chilling in a podcast dude this is the best therapy you get as a man you know because a lot of times you're asked to come home and just be quiet and hold all that shit in and fucking deal with it because you're the man and it's cool but you know what at the end of the fucking day it's just dude mental health Uh and that's that's something i do attribute to kobe like thank you for that yeah. And I thank you guys, dude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me over. Like, this is amazing. Like, it's a very cathartic moment for me, you know? And, and it's, it's awesome <clears throat> to see all of us, different age, different times, different everything, and then just, like, coming together and having, you know, once again, having that one thing in common. And it's just like, mm-hmm. thank you, Kobe, again, you know? Yeah. Like I said, man, he brought the city together. Um, just one last memory, man, is, like, to me, was that, that 2009. <laughs> it was that 2009 championship. Right, like that's probably like my favorite championship run was because he got his next title. He got his first title without Shaq, mm-hmm. and like he got his first title with the Lakers being his team. Yeah. And like, and you knew he was gonna get it. We, Nothing was gonna stop him. We were starving as we Lakers fans. Oh, yeah. We were starving because like after after Shaq bounced, like we were bad for some years, man. Like, we didn't have any <clears> good teams. Then the Celtics whooped our ass <laughs> the year before. Smooth. <laughs> the Celtics whooped our ass the year before. Yeah. Like, we didn't get a chance at the Celtics right then and there. We got them the next year. But that 2009, like, after we just ran through, ran through Orlando Magic, I was out in the streets. Everybody was out in the streets. Like, we got to celebrate this shit again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was really the happiest that I've seen the city, mm-hmm. you know, the first dynasty was cool, you know what I mean? But I think a, a lot of people took it for granted. Yeah. You know, just like right now, yeah. like like how we feel like we're starving for a championship. We're starving to be yeah. good again in this championship run. But that 2009 year, that was like, that was my favorite season because I knew we were going to win the title. I mm-hmm. knew it. And when we did, like, it was just a feeling of jubilation yeah. for the whole entire city. Everybody got out. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Everybody was celebrating. The parade was lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with me, like, yeah, something that sports do, they do bring people together uh-huh. from different status, races, like, everything. Everything. Uh-huh. You just forget about, you know, who you are, like, in, in real life. You just you come together, like Chalo said, with your boys, drinking beers, like, just hanging out, just, like, just just soaking it all in. And he was the leader. He was the leader of the city. This is, what, this is why the city, like, feels, like, so much pain right now because our leader is gone. You know, the guy that, like, we look up to, like, He's gone, and that joy that he brought us, like, it's just momentarily gone, and now we're looking for for the, there's yeah. not going to be another Kobe, there isn't, but yeah, you're looking for that next person to you know, carry this torch. We're definitely, cha- yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I, we're no, definitely challenging LA right now, like, Dodgers, <laughs> King, somebody, bring something to the house, you know, we, yeah. gotta, we, got, we got it there, LAFC, Here, LA mm-hmm. Galaxy, at this point, dude, it's all love, like, we just got to win something, like, right. like, put this city back on the map. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling a lot like if we feel like some type of way, yeah, if we feel some type of way like we never met him, or you you had the pleasure to meet him, like the people that really like his family, his close friends, like my prayers really do go out to them because they're really feeling like this, like fully, 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 fully. And so so like, I know like they they feel like some comfort in knowing like all the love that he spread, like all the love that they're getting back. But they're really gonna go through like this tough, tough, tough time, and a lot of people are kind of like they're De- never gonna get over it. But like, definitely, uh, yeah. we can't end this without saying prayers for Vanessa, yeah. Vanessa Bryant, um, his, his parents, uh, the Alta Bellies, yeah, um, the uh, Mausers, 
the Chesters, you know, all the victims of this, like, you know, just prayers up for them. You know, I didn't know anything about them, but I still feel their loss the same way, man. And it's just like, we're talking about Kobe because that's what we're affected by. Yeah. You know, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, um, I truly appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for, like, for being with us today. This is a very difficult I played episode. through the sweat and the hurt. Rest in peace, Kobe and all the victims. Gianna, my prayers again to the, to the Brand family. Not because Challenge called me. This is a tough one, for sure. Kobe forever. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go.